Welcome to Uncharted Territory, a podcast that takes you on an epic adventure into a world where anything is possible. In this series, we follow the story of a fast food worker who has a passion for an RPG game. He has been playing it since... forever? But his life takes a drastic turn when a mysterious update pulls him into the game itself. As he battles for his life, he discovers secrets that will rock his world and change his fate. This is Episode 5. The Adventure Begins. So, God turned out to be a girl. Not just a girl, but an incredibly cute one, who I struggled to remain calm around once I discovered the truth. And that was only the beginning of my problems. Or, really, it didn't even count as a problem. I was just being dramatic to mentally cope. The actual beginning of my problems, aside from the beginning that I was in a game-like world with permadeath and all that and aside from the original beginning that involved me being born, was the realization that all the mods I installed before may or may not be active. On one hand, the mods being active meant there were some absolutely busted weapons, armors, and accessories available for me to use that would make some of the vanilla game enemies total laughingstocks. On the other hand... I downloaded some of the most challenging bullet hell bosses I could find so that I would have worthy enemies to use the broken items against without feeling like it was way too easy. Not to mention that while I might have mastered the behaviors, stats, and attack patterns of the vanilla game's enemies and bosses, the mods I had deliberately changed a lot of those things to mix things up and make them even more difficult. And that included adding a bunch of new bosses and enemies in general that made vanilla enemies pathetic in comparison. That meant I needed to be as safe as possible. And that meant I had to go some form of ranged build. There was no way I was going to run around with nothing but a sword to fight everything up close and personal. The slimes? Fine, they still behave normal, so I was confident in farming them with melee weapons. But anything else? I was going to have to go with some form of ranged weapons or magic. I could even potentially go with a Beastmaster or Summoner build to just let others do the fighting for me, while I stayed back and focused on survival. But... That meant taming and summoning creatures who would be dying for me. In a world where everything was real, taming and summoning things to fight and die for me was different than in a video game where their deaths didn't matter. They were just code in a program, not living beings. So Beastmaster and Summoner builds probably weren't options I would ever feel comfortable pursuing. At least... Not until I had access to strong enough monsters and summons that I could safely use them to farm weaker monsters. Or until I had the accessories that made it so they wouldn't die, and instead only got knocked out after running out of health. Ninja was an option as well. It was a pretty niche build that was a hybrid of melee and range, with a high focus on speed and evasion. 
but that speed and evasion also meant they were glass cannons. Masters of not getting hit, but practically every boss beyond the mid-game could kill them with a single attack when they did get hit. Then again, maybe melee was the way to go after all. If I made myself as defensive as possible, I could completely disregard high damage output to instead focus almost purely on my defense and boosting my health regeneration as high as possible. Defense, damage reduction, and health regeneration. The only problem then would be the modded enemies and bosses capable of completely ignoring armor, since some mod developers were assholes who thought it would be fun to just say fuck you to an entire playstyle they deemed low skill. They weren't wrong about tanking playstyles requiring less skill, but still, some people like to be an immovable, immortal wall sometimes. And even worse, if one of the mods was active in this new world that I feared might have been, it meant bosses would naturally spawn even sooner than they did in the vanilla game. In vanilla, the first boss automatically spawned after seven days. With the mod, it spawned after three days. We were on the second day already. I had fewer than 48 hours to prepare for the first boss fight, probably. And I had nothing but the bare minimum of starting gear. We'll be back with more from Uncharted Territory right after this message. What if you could share your story with the world? What if you could inspire others with your passion, your message, or your vision? What if you had a team to help you craft the perfect story for your business or brand? Well, you can. And we at With Aim are here to make it happen. With Aim is more than just a podcast production company. We are your storytellers, your voice, and your partner in creating a podcast that will captivate your audience, showcase your brand's personality, and build a lasting relationship with your customers. So don't let your story go untold. Start your podcast today. Visit withaim.co slash podcast to learn more. That's withaim.co forward slash podcast. With Aim, be the voice of your brand. The sound of a door opening and closing grabbed my attention. Looking up from the table, I saw Guide standing at the doorway of the extra room I made for her. Sorry, she said when she noticed me looking at her. I just have this urge to do it sometimes. The endearing sight of somebody who just really loved opening and closing doors to the point where they felt an urge to do it was enough for me to calm down a bit. However, what I heard next did the opposite of calm me down. Also, about what you said, about us being family. Guide continued. R- r- right, I replied. I... I like it. Being your brother doesn't make any sense, but I still want us to be family. So, if it wouldn't bother you... I know I'm nowhere near as capable as you, but I promise to always do my best helping you however I can. Would you... be my family? I felt my heart throb when I heard that, and it throbbed so powerfully that I was pretty sure it was actually trying to jump out through my chest. Having a girl want to be... family with me... 
felt completely different from a man wanting to be family with me. But regardless of what gender mods turned Guide into, Guide was still Guide. Only her physical sex was different. Aside from that, and the fact that she was real instead of a programmed chunk of code in a game, she was still the same helpful NPC that she had always been. She might have been a cute girl instead of a man, but she was still my bro. Something as weak as gender could never disrupt a bromance. And if I was really her family, then I would accept her as my bro regardless of how much I wanted to see under her shirt again. You might be a girl, but you're still my bro, I said, looking Guy directly in the eyes. Being brothers transcends physical gender. What you have between your legs has no effect on who you are in my heart, and you've always been, and always will be, my brother. That is what it means to be family. I wasn't sure how Guide would react to any of that, but I definitely wasn't expecting her to tear up. Not only did she tear up, but she tightly wrapped her arms around me for a hug. Hugging her made it extremely obvious that she was a girl, given what I felt pressing up against my chest. But it, it was hard to be a pervert thinking about that nice feeling against my chest when I heard Guide whisper, Thank you, player. Even if you are just entertaining me, I've never had a family before, so this means a lot to me. I wrapped my arms around her to return the hug placing one hand on the back of her head, while my other gave her back a few pats. You have no idea how much you've helped me over the years, especially with reminding me about crafting recipes. In a probably cringy way, even before we were brought here, I'd sooner call your old self stuck in a video game my family than I'd call any of my actual relatives family. Guide nuzzled her face up against the side of my neck, letting me feel her breath against my skin, which caused me to feel many different, but nice, things all at once. Player? Y yeah Did you know that you could find metal ores by exploring underground and mining them with a pickaxe? Even if she became her own person, old generic advice habits died hard, apparently. I had no idea. Thanks. Really? You didn't know even though you said you played the game for so long? I'm teasing you. I knew that. Consider it revenge for teasing me earlier. In probably the most adorable way ever, Guy tightened the hug even more and gently smacked her hands against my back as if she was throwing a tantrum for being teased. I was going to have to tease her more often. Rather than tease her some more, though, I needed to make some progress. It didn't matter how sore my body was. If the mods I feared were active were active, then I had basically no time at all to prepare for the upcoming boss fight. All I had was some wood and slime. I needed way more than that. That meant it was time to go mining. If enough of the world was the same as it was in the game then I would be able to find cave systems that contained ores, chests containing valuable weapons and accessories, 
and old pots that could give random buff potions upon breaking. There was also the chance of finding the hearts that might permanently increase my health, but I couldn't hope for too many of those. Oars and chests were more important. Are you going out? Guide asked, as I broke a hole in the dirt wall for me to jump over the moat through. Yeah, I answered. Gotta get spelunking if I want to stand a chance tomorrow night. Want me to make a bridge for you so you can get across and walk around outside the wall, or should I seal the wall back up? Could you leave it open with a bridge? Maybe I'll be able to find or do something useful while you're gone. Got it. But don't push yourself too hard. Please, player. You are the last one who should be saying something like that. Just take out any more birds you see so we can have food for dinner, all right? Guide perked up as soon as she heard that. I'll do my best! With that, I created a dirt bridge to cross the moat with and went off in... Well, the first direction I picked, really. I had no idea where to go. The forest was just dense enough that I couldn't see too far into the distance, so I had no idea what I might find in any direction. The good news was that, thanks to the minimap, I would always be able to find my way home. Now, I was a fan of removing maps and quest markers from games because they made things too easy. I wanted to get lost in games. I wanted a big, vast world to explore with the genuine possibility of getting lost and having no way to find my way back to base. That sounded fun. But not when my actual life was at risk. With my actual life at risk, yes, please, give me as many immersion-breaking tools as possible so that I wouldn't get lost and get myself killed in some stupid way. I didn't find much for the first hour or so of exploring the forest, heading west from the house, which barely deserved to be called a house, but that was beside the point. While I might not have found anything like a natural cave entrance or giant trees with chests hidden inside of them, I did find something that didn't exist in the original game. Berry bushes. That was when I discovered that I could hit the bushes with my pickaxe, sword, or even just start to pick the berries from them and get the same result no matter what. Regardless of which three of those I did, just one hit or a couple seconds of picking berries, would cause a berry-related item to drop to the ground and get sucked into my inventory. I found blueberries, raspberries, and the most important one, blackberries. Really, the last one was only the most important because they were my favorite. Each berry also counted as a ready-to-eat food item that would refresh the buff I got from eating the bird— but it seemed like there wasn't any way to farm the berries. I tried breaking the bushes to loot them or get seeds to drop or something, but breaking them only, well, broke them. I got a couple pieces of wood from each bush, but nothing else. Still, it meant I had two more food items I could eat or share with Guide later in case we didn't get more birds. I also picked up every mushroom I saw, since those were typically used in creating and upgrading potions. And I picked a couple of plants. To be more specific, I picked the Shaded Sleeper plant, which was a gray and blue flower that only grew in the shadows, right up against the trunks of trees. And the Dayglow plant, which was a pretty generic plant found all over the surface, which always bloomed during day with a gentle glow around its sunflower-like flower. 
the shaded sleeper, was what I was most excited about. Dayglow was used for some pretty helpful potions, but none that would help me against the boss. Or help with my survival right away. The Shaded Sleeper, however, could be crafted into a potion that would make all my attacks inflict a debuff known as Tired in the game. I had no idea if the debuff would be named the same thing and have the same effect in this world, but the debuff caused all non-boss monsters to temporarily lose about half their movement speed and jump height. And, because I harvested both plants while they were in their ideal growing conditions— That meant I got their respective seeds as well, so we could start growing our own. But I really needed a cave. At that point, I was almost tempted to just try digging straight down until I dropped into one. But that sounded like a horrible idea, given the potential dangers and permanent death. There was also the fact that I wanted to conserve my energy as much as possible. My body already felt like it was breaking down, so the last thing I needed to do was dig my way down into the world in hopes of getting lucky and dropping into a cave that I might not have any way out of. Searching for a natural cave was my best option, and the one I committed to. And after about another hour of walking, which put me at around six miles away from the house, I found one. The terrain had been growing rockier as I approached the cave, so I had my hopes up, and my hopes were satisfied once I noticed a large opening in the small hill behind some of the trees. There were even some pots already visibly sitting on the ground inside of it, confirming, once again, just how game-like the world was. There were few things more traditionally gamey than breaking pots for loot, so With a torch in my hand and many more in my inventory that I made from killing more slimes and breaking bushes for wood, I entered the cave and made sure to light it up as I went. It didn't take long before I came across a drop that would require some digging or building to make traversable. So I went back to those pots and broke them instead, by swinging my sword into them. I broke three pots in total and received a pretty good assortment of loot from them for a new character. Each one dropped some money, and then their respective items. The last one that got sucked into my inventory was the one I was most hyped for. Copper Coin X-27 Added to Inventory Silver Coin X-2 Added to Inventory Toughness Potion X-2 Added to Inventory Rope X-16 Added to Inventory Bomb Added to inventory. That's right. I got a bomb. Thanks for joining us on this thrilling episode of Uncharted Territory, a gamer's adventure beyond the screen. We hope you were captivated by the mind-bending fusion of virtual and real that unfolded before your very ears. Get ready for the next chapter, where we'll plunge even deeper into unexplored dimensions encountering secrets and perils that will test our hero's mettle. Before we part ways, we have a special recommendation for all our adventurous listeners. If you're craving another gripping story, be sure to check out Shattered Bonds. This captivating podcast follows the extraordinary journey of the Henry brothers, two polar opposites who are brought together on a road trip to New York following their father's death. With tensions running high and a revealing family secret, 
their path to redemption is both heart-wrenching and inspiring. Don't forget to subscribe to Shattered Bonds along with Uncharted Territory on your favorite podcast platform, ensuring you never miss a moment of these enthralling narratives. Thank you for joining us on another thrilling adventure of Uncharted Territory. The excitement, danger, and magic of Uncharted Territory continues to unfold, and we can't wait to share what's in store for our next episode. So, mark your calendars, because next Friday, we'll dive back into the game world for more action, mystery, and unexpected twists. Before we part ways, remember that your feedback and support keep this journey alive. If you have any questions, comments, or fan theories, Tweet at us at utpod-we'd love to hear from you. Until next time, keep exploring.